0: Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Of not only rushing the quarterback, but being disciplined in our, in our rush lane stuff, and uh, you know, I mean, making those guys try to beat us from the pocket and beat us under stress. I think is something that's really important. So. We have like a havoc chart that we do, um, and then we just really look at our disruption rate. Like, you know, what I mean, how many how many disruptions, whether it's a batted ball, a QB knockdown, a sack, whatever it is, and and we want that to be, you know, if we if we can get that thing in that 35, 40 percent, you know, what I mean, um, area, we feel pretty good about it. Okay. So, so there's a lot of different, you know, what I mean, uh, production stats that maybe don't go into the stats yeah. at the end of the day that we feel are pretty important just to make sure that that, uh, you know I mean, that we're affecting the QB. And then I think, you know I mean, tackles for loss is something that is pretty important. You look at, you know, analytics with football and really talk about, you know, obviously turnovers and explosive plays are big, but then field position after that. Yeah. And if you, can, uh, if you can get negative plays on an offense, I think you get them behind the chains and you got a better opportunity to be able to get off the field. So that's something we really pride ourselves too as well is being able to do a good job there. And then you got to be disciplined too. And I think you know you can't you can't be it's hard to play championship defense and give up explosive plays our edge guys our edge guys got to do things that are that are designed you know in our system too as well there's some freedom there but there's some things too as well that I think that are important that they they uh they stay within the structure of of what we're trying to do you're talking
2: about some of those havoc plays and like Zion had the three weeks back in 2020 where you know the whole nation was paying attention to the number of sacks that he got but as he gets more and more attention and he's kind of back to full strength this year i wonder do you do you see the person on the other side as having some opportunity when
1: when teams try to double and triple team one guy whether it's zion or anybody else i think that's always the goal right like if you're a championship defense you got to have guys throughout your front that have the ability to beat one-on-ones and, and then it becomes harder i think to you know i mean to uh, to slide protections to one guy or another and game plan for certain people so we're working on packages right now. We're to that point now with, with our defense where we'll get multiple pass rushers on the field. You know, and I think some of our interior guys are good pass rushers too as well. boy has been, you know, really, really good in those those situations too as well. So he's a guy that that we think can, uh, can really excel on third down and second and long and, and those types of situations. But uh, but yeah, I think, you know I mean, there, there's guys out there that obviously, you know, you play the position that's you, you're, you're bagging, you know what I mean, for third down and long and be able to get on the field. Yeah. And there's a lot of competition there right now. And I think some of the things we're doing, I think, will uh, will definitely help those guys be more productive, too, as well. Yeah,
2: Braylon said something interesting to me where, I mean, your room's so deep. you got so many guys that are capable of, of making those Havoc plays that he said, when the ball snapped, I'm racing the guy on the other side of the quarterback. You're not thinking about just getting the quarterback, but trying to get there first compared... You know to that internal competition that to me seems like a pretty healthy mindset is that something you've talked to them about or, or what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah I think they're for sure competitive you know what I mean as far as that goes and and uh there's there's a there's an internal clock going off on the quarterback's head and there's an internal clock going off with our guys too as well as far as hey man like I only have so much time to be able to get there and if he holds on to the ball you know past three seconds and it's on us you know we got to find find better pass rushers and you know i mean in that scenario so definitely i think there's that competition every day that those guys are trying to you know i mean make sure that uh when 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 there's you know one guy being really really productive like they're uh it gets the attention of the room you know and i think it's healthy competition but at the same time guys are they're out here they know they have to produce every single day that there's a lot on the line you know, as far as uh, when we're talking about divvying up reps and that kind of stuff each and every day when you have good players, you know, on both sides. So we still got some work to do with some of our depth guys, I feel like, um, you know, but those top guys right now, I think are, are all can be elite, elite type pass rushers for us. We, we really struggled stopping the run last year. What role does your
2: room play in, in trying to shore up that part of the defense?
1: Yeah, I think anytime your edge guys can take away, they can take away a lot of things if they do a good job of Setting edges, spilling blocks, you know, playing physical on that part of the uh, of that part of the defense. And and the other thing too, I think, is, you know, just the way we're built. Like our safeties and corners and, and those guys, like, it takes all eleven. You gotta be able to have some edge support and and, uh, and get those guys in the run fit stuff too as well. So I think we're just, you know, what I mean, super committed to that part of it. Like that's if you if you talk to our guys, I would hope the first thing they would say, like, Hey man, you play us like we're gonna stop the football. I mean we're gonna stop the run. That's number one. And then after that it's like, Hey, we're gonna go attack the source, you know what I mean? Get teams to be one dimensional and and hey, if teams get some some passing yards on us and that kind of stuff, but they're not running the football, we still feel like, hey, we're playing championship defense because we're making those guys one dimensional, you know, as far as that goes. So there's a lot of pride in it, no, for sure. Like, you know, I mean, I think anytime you play football and, and, and you're, you know, whatever in the country versus the run and it's not very good, like, I mean, it's it's still uh, you were questioning you know your manhood a little bit then in those situations, and they understand it. Like, hey man, if you want to be a championship football team, when there's weather and you get late in the season, that kind of stuff, like you got to be able to you got to be able to run the football some, and you got to be able to stop the run if you want to be a, a championship team. Thanks.
3: So ZTF completely healthy now.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's rolling. No the
3: no effects from Achilles because I don't think those things ever really leave you
1: yeah I mean I think it's a little bit probably uh the person too you know what I mean some guys can bounce back and heal and and, and you know what I mean he's just a guy I think that that kind of has some of that genetics in him like he's just you know um he's back to I think is explosive watching him from where he was in 2020 to where he is right now like there's nothing that would lead any of us to believe that hey man he's not at 100 right now
3: yeah. I mean you know last year I know that one guy does not make a football team, but when he got hurt, I could—I I just seemed like the whole thing changed out here because he was like not only a great player, but a huge part of it mentally. You know, as far as an inspirational player, and it just seemed like this team just took another notch down when he was gone. I know they had guys that stepped up, but before long, both edge rushers were out for the season too. They were supposed to start.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think some of that stuff snowballs, right? Like, hey, it's not only um, there's some confidence in guys when they take the field that you feel like, hey, these guys are are good players. And, uh, you know, I mean, we need those guys to be on the field in order to be successful. Now, that's where we're trying to build some depth there, you know, as far as that goes. But I think there's a number of guys now that have taken on that role um, that have some, uh, you know, emotional leadership on our football team and are enthusiastic out here every single day, guys like. I mean, even Eddie, right? Like he's out here, but you you watch him at practice. Like he's in, in the mix every single day. And, and Zoe's take, I think Zoe's taking a huge step, you know, in, in that uh, um, in that part of his game too as well. And Jeremiah Martin. Jeremiah Martin's a, a guy I think that really has a lot of respect in our locker room, our coaching staff. A guy that a lot of guys will rally behind, and I think you know, as a guy that will be emotionally ready to play every single every single Saturday. So I think that you know, what I mean, that's kind of spread out throughout the team a little bit, and maybe. I don't know if it was, you know, not being around last year, kind of, you know, if the air went out of the bubble when some of those guys got banged up. I just think, like, hey, we got more guys that are taking a leadership role right now.
3: Curious about Sakai's origin story with you guys, Eric, and where did he get on your radar?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it just so happened that, you know, we had some relationships in San Mateo. Uh, Prior to coming here, we were at Fresno State and then um, have a relationship with, uh, with Coach Fisk over at Central Washington and started to research him and really liked his film and and talking to coach, you know, talking to him, talking uh, to the guys at San Mateo and then go watching him practice. We were just like, Hey man, like he fits exactly what we're looking for. Just as far as what we want in our locker room, the type of person he is. I mean, he's just a good stand-up, really good character, you know, and then obviously him being local here too, as well. Like I always tell them, Hey man, he really, he took the hard way to get here, you know, as far as that goes. So it obviously means a lot. Like when he walks out of the tunnel every day, some guys like, you know, what I mean, they get used to that, and it, it maybe the newness wears off a little bit, and you start to maybe not appreciate it as much, especially when maybe you were it was kind of given to you. You know, you came right out of high school and you were here, and all that kind of stuff. For him, like, you know, like he this is this is the Super Bowl every practice that he comes out here. Like he treats it that way. Like you know, like he's just one of those guys that you love because he's. He's got an attitude of gratitude, you know, as far as that goes. Like, he's he wants to get out here and do everything he can because he's, he's grown up around it his whole life, and, and it really means something to him to put on the purple and gold every day.
3: Was so there a connection between him and MJ as well?
1: There was, yeah. So definitely a, a bunch of guys, Zoe, um, Bez, MJ. When he came up on his visit, and obviously, um, you know, family and all that kind of stuff nearby, uh, he had a lot of connections. You know, five High School too as well, like coaches. All that kind of stuff, I think, really, um, really resonated with him. Like, it didn't take long before it was like, "Hey, man, he was with the players and hanging out with the guys, and you know, and all that kind of stuff." Where sometimes there's a there's that little bit of breaking the ice period. Like, those guys were priming the pump and hanging out with each other from day one. So, sort of from from his visit here. So, definitely, I think there's some comfort level with him as as far as, "Hey, I got." not only uh, teammates but you know uh, high school teammates and and relatives that are on the team so that makes it a lot more comfortable for him
3: right so with Zion and, and Jeremiah and Braylon and Sabell, obviously those are the four guys that have been talked about the most this fall and with a new guy like Sakai coming in how close is he towards trying to break that glass ceiling so to speak
1: yeah no I think he's definitely in the conversation I mean He's got, he's got tools, you know, it's just uh, anytime I think you come into a new system and have new language and they're asking you to do some things that might be a little bit different. I mean, it's a little bit more maybe hybrid-ish for him than he's used to as far as a hey, man, like before he was really going forward, like every single play didn't have to communicate. He had to listen and then do what he was told and, and, and now he's he's in one of those communicative roles where he's got to make, you know what I mean, decisions based off of a lot of different factors that were given him. So. I think if that—that's always the one thing with the edge position. It takes a little time to learn, but he's—I mean—he's putting his time in night and day. You know, I mean, it, if he makes a mistake, I mean, it hurts him. You know, like it matters to him at the end of the day. So uh, it's just a matter of time. He just needs reps every day. that He gets reps, he gains confidence, and he's—he's he's not that far away. You know, when I look at that—that's that, kind of where we're, you know, especially through the weekend and into the first week here. Um, that's a huge part of our thing right now is trying to figure out like hey who are those next guys you know I feel like some of the guys have have really separated themselves like the guys you've mentioned and then after that it's like we need some guys because we're going to get banged up throughout the year those next guys got to be ready to go and he's a big piece of that.
3: But it, but in terms of it sounds like upfield rush was his specialty in college junior college it sounds like it's kind of right up your guys' alley. In yeah. Terms of, like you guys that's like your first order of business.
1: And the thing about him, too, is I think, you know, he brings a little bit more physicality, too, as well. Like, he's a bigger guy. He's uh, he's a little over 270 right now. So he's actually, he weighs the most out of anybody in our position. But if you watched him and looked at him, you'd never say that. You know what I mean? Like, Jeremiah looks heavier and and, and larger than um, than Sakai does. But he brings some things physically in the run game. Like, he can set some edges. He can play against, you know, really good, you know, really big physical tight ends and he could play against tackles too as well. Like we're fine with those matchups. So he's got he's got that in his game. I think he's got some work to do yet, rushing the passer. Like he can go. He just probably not as polished, you know what I mean, as some of the other guys are right now as far as being able to you know have some moves that are their signature moves that they feel like they can go to and win at a high high clip like he's still working on that part of his game do you, do
3: you feel like there's some similarities between him and boy then in that way in terms of versatility
1: yeah i think so i think we talk about that all the time i think both those guys can play up and down the line of scrimmage for us for sure yeah i mean we're when you get a new guy like that you don't want to overwhelm him either and say hey man you're gonna you know what i mean like hey you're gonna be the jack of all trades kind of master of none like we're trying to get him into this role right now and let him be able to say all right man can you be a guy that can can get some reps uh, for us to the field right and then once he handles that i think now it becomes like hey if we do get into some you know some tough spots at other other positions he has a skill set where he can go in there and play physical and He'll fight in there all day long. Like he loves that part of that part about uh, the game.
3: When you do you ever uh, look over at Coach Noakes and go, "Hey, 90, can you can you spare him for a day or two? For
1: sure, for sure. That I mean that that's when we get into like I said, some of our pass rush stuff. He could fit out there for sure any day of the week. Like I like his skill set. He practices hard. He's uh, he's got a lot of horsepower out there. So um, so yeah, man. It's definitely those conversations are always being talked about how we can get our our best four guys on the field in those situations.
5: jeremiah like little voluntary things and stuff like that like really just coach ben described it as working up to a black belt and once you get that black belt every sack you get you get like a little thing on your belt you know what i mean so i mean you know wanting that like as a player wanting that that bad you know what i mean it just makes it so much more important no not for me but for him too because we get to display like what he taught us on the field every day and in games in that practice so how close are you to the black belt then or do you already have it Oh, me, I, I made this everywhere, guy. I'm pretty sure. So hopefully, I get my bag back after fall camp. So, I mean, we'll see. We just got to keep going. Yeah, so Thanks, man. Appreciate, I appreciate it. you. Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Why number three? Huh? Why number three? Why number three? I've been asked. I got asked that question. I'll probably say, uh, it's, it's three reasons why I really why I love football and like why I do it. It's me, like my my family, God, and like the team that I'm playing with. So I don't know. It was like a like my first number ever was 88 when I played in high school. And my coach, he just gave me that number. He was like, what number do you want? Like, you're on varsity, what number do you want? I was like, just give me a number. It didn't matter. And then I just, I don't know, found number three as, I don't know, more honing to me, so. Has anybody approached you wanting it? Uh, two people, a few people. I mean, I, I asked them, like, if you want it, you can have it, you know I mean? You just gotta give me a good, a good number. I mean, but I don't, the number doesn't define me. I, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't define me. Just give me a number and I'll play with it, so. You look a little bit different this fall than what we saw last season. What's the difference? Confidence, confidence, and faith. Like confidence in my moves, confidence in my movement, uh, faith, and really just reading. I start reading books. Uh, I don't. It's got my mind. Like gets my mind. I read a book before every practice, even games. Like in my off days, just gets my mind going. Just I don't know, just reading and stuff like that gets my mind really going. So, just confidence, faith, and just believing in what you can do. You know what I mean? Without without belief, you're not that person that you want to be. So,
4: physical book or audio book? Physical. Yeah. What, what's the latest book? What's what's? Oh, uh... uh, it's just
5: a like a daily like a daily moment that strength book. Like so, it's basically just give you a scripture out of like the Bible and stuff like that, and just describes on like what it could be like in like your real life. Like so, today I wrote about uh, I read about what was it? I think it was uh, trusting God. How trusting God is on everything, like on money and stuff like that, and just really got to trust in God and believe in like trusting God and believing yourself. Like without those two things, it's like what are you now? You know what I mean? So. Like, you just believe in, like, with whoever you believe in, like, your most high and believe in yourself. Like, that's the most key thing, I think, that's really to it, so.
4: You talk about confidence, and when you left and came here, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that there was real some confidence issues, you know, that maybe caused yeah, you sure. to come here.
5: Nah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I know um, when I was transferring, I was talking to my, my good friend, Nick Nick Figueroa. He goes to USC. And he was telling me, yeah, they had Ryan Bowman and uh, Zion and stuff like that. And then, I don't know, like, me, like, not really, like, or not really knowing, like, because, you know, when you're on, like, a certain bracket, you really don't pay attention to too much stuff. I didn't really know who those guys were. But when I came here, it was like, I think Ryan, oh, he helped me with my confidence a lot because I just felt like I lost it. You know, Ryan Bowman really was a help with my confidence. He just kept telling me, like, you're big, you're fast, you're strong, so use it. And I really never understood until I think my first start in the Apple Cup, and I was like, "No, I actually can, you know what I mean, I'm, I actually can do this, you know what I mean, like, got my confidence back, so. It seems like maybe a little bit of a switch kick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't. I'm telling. I don't know what it was. I think I, like I, I think uh, always hear, always hear like, look at your like, look at the man in the mirror. Like you have to believe in that person across from you in the mirror, and then you know what I mean it just rolls on from there. So, really just believe myself. Looked in the mirror. I went home, looked in the mirror, and just told myself like, you can do whatever you put your mind to. So I put my mind to like, whatever I wanted to do, and that's what I'm trying to do. So,
4: these guys turned you loose a little bit.
5: Oh yeah, for sure. They just tell me, just go get the quarterback. I mean, we're a tax style defense. You gotta attack. You know, what I mean, don't don't catch anything. You gotta attack them. Do not catch anything. So it's a tax style defense, and I like that. You know what I mean, I like that for me. I like that for the for the culture. I like that for the defense now. So I really appreciate it. You had those two lockdown corners though, last year. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, we do. We still got lockdown corners. We got Jordan Perryman. We got Mies Powell. You know, we got Alex Cook. He comes down and plays on receiver sometimes. Ace Turner. We have a lot of DBs that plays lockdown. You know, what I mean, so. I mean, we still got some. We got some great guys are still in the DB room. You know, what I mean, I know Trent, Trent Collard. They're you know locked down. They went to the NFL, but you know, like next man up. You know, what I mean, they they went on. They they passed. Now they got up, they passed, they passed the torch down. You know, what I mean, so we got some dogs in the DB room still. I talked to Savell, and he talked about he had a free shot at the quarterback, and he goes, "I'm going to get my first
4: quarterback sack." Mm-hmm. And he said, before he knew it, Zion had him.
5: <laughs> has, has that happened to you, or you thought I got him, and then? Uh, else got him. Uh, and I'll probably say, I mean, I only got one sack in my career now. And that's when we played Colorado, and I remember I got him, and I was like, "Am I the only person here? Please, tell me I'm the only person <laughs> here." So, and I just remember spinning around and taking him down, and I just got up and celebrated. So,
0: who's gonna lead the team at sacks this year?
5: Me. I'm confident in that. Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, but I mean, I'll, I'll say me because I don't know. That's just me speaking. But you know, we have a lot of guys just coming off the edge. You know, what I mean, it could be me, it could be Savelle. it could be Braylon, Zion, it could be anybody in the room. But I mean, you, me, you asked me that question, I'm gonna say me. <laughs>
0: On that note though, you do have really high expectations coming into this year. How's that helped with your confidence? How have you adjusted to those high expectations to sort of anchor this defense?
5: Uh, I'm. I mean, i wouldn't say, I don't know. I just, come, I just like I said, I come to work every day. I just come to work literally every day and just do what I do best, you know what I mean? Play football and go to school and uh, just respect my family and respect everybody around me. So I don't know, I, won't, I wouldn't say high expectations. It's just what I do, so.
0: Last year, the run defense kind of got gashed, especially late in games. How have you seen that improving going into this year? You just got to stay in your gap,
5: stay in your gap, and I mean, the ball ain't going to go nowhere. So, but I mean, last year's defense, you know, I, I was I was new, so I really didn't get the whole scheme of it. I'm still new to this defense, but I think I understand it more, you know, I think in my opinion.
0: Is there any new guy this year, maybe someone that we don't know about on the defensive line that you think is underrated? Uh, MJ,
5: Kowal. Everybody in the D line room. I'm not everybody that's going to touch the field. Like it's not, it's not like a single person that I feel like is not going to get a like their fair share. Like everybody, whoever touches the field, just everybody's going to shock it. Like i the whole D line is really good. So,
4: one, one of the cool things about the stadium is the noise is pushed down, mm-hmm. and people up in the stands can see when the defensive ends are going after the quarterback. And I mean, the fans can hear the mm-hmm. noise level rise oh, wow, when there's okay. about to be a
5: sack. Can you hear that? Uh, probably not. I mean, I probably can. I mean, when I get the sack, but once I'm going for the sack, I think my ears are just shut off. You know, I just cycle it a snap. Like my coach always says, cycle this snap. So, shut your ears off and just know what you got to do within, like the time, of just being on the field. So, I think once once I get the sack, then I hear the celebration. But once I'm going for the sack, it's just the sack. What's the noise level like in here when it gets loud? Oh, it's crazy. It it gets rocking in here when it's really loud. So. I can't wait for everybody to come out September 3rd for the first game. I just want to just thank the Husky family and I appreciate you guys. What'd you weigh in at today? I didn't even get the way in. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm probably like 265,
0: so. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at newbalance.com. Drew yeah, Fowler.
6: I think of him as a, real, a unifier of people. and um, Like I said, we really think of ourselves as a production by committee uh, this year from a standpoint of we, we brought so many guys in, we have so many guys kind of growing up. Um, that we have this real, we have, you know, the old guys, we have young guys, but but all of us have really worked together and really under kind of Coach Inge's guidance, I think we've all kind of come together pretty well and embrace that idea that, you know, one man's production is all of our production, and, and we're really here to just try and lead this defense and, and bring us back to that, that level of, you know, true success.
3: Do you feel there's been a big change in the way the, the defense is run uh, over last year? Has, has it changed much? Or are you guys are kind of doing the same thing?
6: Uh, I mean, you know, as you guys know, Coach Lake's defenses were very secondary driven. That was kind of his, that was his, his pride and joy was, was the DBs. And Coach Inge came in and, and really wanted to stress to us that um, defense should run through the linebackers, that everyone, when they look at a good defense, they look at the linebackers first and, and really try to build that, that confidence and that leadership in us to, to own the unit and, and control you know, kind of all 11. Uh, it's kind of been something that Inge has been working on through the year.
3: Sounds great,
4: thank you. Thank
6: you. How good is Bellevue going to be this year? Back to back state champs. No doubt no doubt. Yeah, they uh, Coach Mike's got him dialed, you know, the Wing T's gonna take him all the way. You know, just Michael Knight played here. Yeah. And he's one of my fa-
4: he just loved it so much being he here. Yeah. Tell, tell people, you know, Michael Knight, they head coach at
6: Bellevue. Yeah. Tell people a little bit about Coach Mike. Michael Knight, Coach Mike in is one of the only people in my life that I couldn't accurately describe somebody. I'd have to tell you you have to meet the guy. He's uh, he's off the walls from a standpoint of energy i mean his energy is so genuine and so at such a high level all the time that at first kind of cuts you off guard you know like how does this guy do this all the time but it, when you see that it comes from a genuine place he is uh he's truly passionate for the game of football and he's truly passionate for the game of, you know for bellevue high school and so um that rubs off on, on everybody
4: you got guys walking by here and you're catching a little more grief from teammates than of course. most of other guys that are doing media why are you catching so much grief
6: you got to ask them. I can't. I couldn't tell you, but uh, you know, I I like when you dish out some some jokes. You got to be able to receive it also. So maybe maybe it's because I got it got on them a little bit earlier.
4: Did you get on them a little earlier?
6: I make sure to get on everyone all the time. I got to keep them on their toes. You know. What's it like playing at home? Uh, I mean, I I love it. It's it's something that you know. I I'm a person that you know having. I'm, I, re, I really value family and, and that kind of stuff from a standpoint of staying close to, you know, my mom, my dad, my sister, kind of that whole unit. And so having the ability for them to, you know, drive over 15 minutes and, and come see me play or, you know, if something goes on, some hardship comes up, you know, I, I have them speed dial and they come meet me for coffee and I can talk about it, you know. Those kind of things um, are really valuable through a college experience. I'm sure if you still hear it, you had offers. Yeah to have school paid for
4: yeah do you still hear about that but you decided to walk on here
6: yeah you know I think when I was making that decision in high school my ultimate goal was that you know when times get hard when when you know life happens to have picked the school that you know was the right one for you and and I did that despite how kind of odd it seemed and you know I could talk for hours about what went into that and all that stuff but um, when I got here I knew this is kind of the place I was meant to be and and I've only confirmed that since being here. And so knowing that, um, you know, I, I get to work every day knowing that I picked the right school. You give guys a little bit of grief, you said. Does your dad
4: give you a little bit of grief maybe when he writes that check every quarter? Maybe <laughs> yeah. Maybe
6: a little bit? You know, I, I mean, honestly, when I made the decision, it was uh, it was one of those. That, so my grandma was has worked in education for her, her whole life. She's been a high school principal, high school administrator. So her one thing was she kind of told me that College will never be will never be a worry for you from a standpoint of taking student debt, student loans, and and so my grandma's really taking that on, and so when I made the choice, actually uh, when she first heard about it, she cried. She thought uh, I was making a big mistake, but when she kind of saw the look in my eyes and she understood that, um, you know, this was a place that I was gonna be able to thrive from a standpoint of academically, you know, socially, whatever you are, athletically. Um, they they've really done a really good job of being in my corner and supporting me all the way i can't even imagine grandma crying because of a decision (laughs) i made they they didn't tell me at the time it was six months later they said oh this did happen we hid it from you but yeah
4: tell me about that linebacker room just personality wise when you guys are in
6: the linebacker room what's it like yeah i mean we have a ton of dynamic personalities which is which is super fun we have obviously the new guys with chris and cam and um I think Cam has kind of served as kind of our wily veteran. He's he's a little more seasoned. He's been in those big games uh and he's really given us that veteran leadership even kind of in the 6 months that he's been here. You know, Chris really just got here a month ago and and he's kind of got that sparky energy. Um they kind of they uplifts the room. You know, I mean, I could go down the list of all the guys, but really I think it's a it's a pretty cohesive group. Uh I think Zo uh does a really good job leading us. He uh He's one of those guys, you could ask him any question about any position on the field, and he's going to be able to tell you kind of what's going on. Uh, and then, you know, Carson's a talker. You let Carson talk, he'll talk for the next three hours if you don't if you don't shut him up. But uh, it does a really good job, you know, from a standpoint of bringing young guys in and chemistry building. When you have those kind of, you know, the older leadership and, and those kind of guys that um, the young guys don't have to be scared to ask questions. They don't have to be scared to, to come, you know, sit in on, on events or whatever it is. You know, Carson and I took... Uh, our freshmen Austin and Griffin, we took them out to dinner a couple weeks ago, and and just kind of sit, you know let them talk and let them ask their questions, whatever they had for us. And I think that kind of environment in a room where no one has to be scared to speak up, no one has to be scared to to ask the dumb question, you know, is a really valuable thing.
4: You've been around Eddie quite a bit. Totally. What's it like being around Eddie not being able to
1: play?
6: You know, I got to tip my cap to that kid because, you know, when you get an injury like that at the time that he did, it's one of those things that it's really easy to draw back and to kind of rescind into the shadows. And, you know, Eddie has done such a good job that kind of when he had his, obviously when he rose to to the prominence that, that he had, he did it in a way that was so respectable by everyone. He, you know, being the hardest worker, being the first in, last out, that kind of thing that... That respect carries through even when he's not in the field. We know what he's about. We see how he attacks rehab. You know those kind of things that he's done a good job not kind of falling back into the shadows. And he's one of those guys that he's still leader of our room. He's a leader of our defense. And and in that way that um, everyone knows that if if we're coming out to practice and you know we're having one of those days where it's like oh I don't want to be out here oh I I am gonna go I'm gonna go you know 50 percent on this rep. You just think of Eddie because you know that you know this guy would die to be out here with us right now and and it's because of the circumstances he's not and it's one of those things that he's fighting through it it's kind of one of his personal battle but he's done a great job you know kind of keeping it keeping his chin up through all of it
4: what do you need to do to see the field more
6: you know that's a question for coach Inge I'm gonna gonna keep working hard I'm gonna keep controlling what I can control and um, you know when my number's called I'll be ready so just one more.
4: You know, Coach Shepard's really loud over on the oh, offensive I, side. Oh, we know. And Coach Inge is kind of like the same over on the defensive he side. Is. What's it like listening to
6: those two? You know, uh, honestly, it's it, Coach Shep is who we hear the most because he's aiming at us the way Coach Inge is aiming at the, the offensive players. So, uh, you know, Coach Shep, obviously, he brings the energy and um, gives us a little more juice to to try and shut him up. You know that's that's the fun part. The way the offense wants to shut Coach Inge up, we want to shut Coach Shepherd up. Have you done that so far? You know it's a day to, it's a day to day battle. We got a, I know we got him yesterday, and that's all that I care about. So yeah.